Welcome back, my friends. Oh, I cannot wait to introduce you to another new friend. Today, whenever you're listening to this, you are meeting the Liberation Coach. What? Yes, this person is named Kimberly Mathis. I met them in these coaching circles that I'm running in because I'm doing that work. Y'all, y'all, it's like I met my long lost sister. We even have started a Facebook group about how to make 2021 awesome. So we're both coaches and we work on things like goal setting and values-based decision-making, like how to treat yourself when you've been not, how to speak your own love language to yourself and things like that. But this work is powerful and deep and we want you, no matter what's going on, to have a year you love. But first, let's get to know Kimberly a little bit better and we want to find out all about her work. I'm, I'm just thrilled by all of this. Hope you are too. Enjoy. Hey folks, welcome back to the What She Said Project. We have an exciting new guest to introduce to you. Uh, I had the opportunity to encounter a wonderful coach through, I've gotten all these new coaching friends. Kimberly is my newest coaching friend and I wanted to bring her on the podcast because she fits in perfectly with what we're talking about right now. But before we go any further, Kimberly, I'm going to ask you a what she said project question. You ready? Okay. Would you tell us what you'd like us to know about you today? Oh, what would I like you to know about me today? Yes. I've been having one of the most, I don't feel good days in a while. Yes. So yes, I'm not even going to pretend that. You don't have to pretend. Great. Yeah. No, it's going to. It's, I think it's a, it's all the things it's the country, it's the pandemic. It's the, I've been quarantining for so long. It's shifts in my own career and personal life. And it's just a a day for all the feels. Yes. Yes. I think, I think these are good times for us to be talking Mm -hmm. in front of other people are the people who tend to find the podcast, the Mm. What She Said Project, tend to identify as female. Mm. Uh, They tend to be of a certain age. And we, maybe in our culture, don't talk about, especially Gen Xs, Mm. we're not raised, and baby boomers, to talk about these days where it's just like, and it's all uncomfortable. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tell me, what do you do for a living? So I am in the middle of a move, actually. I've been doing mostly therapy. Um, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And so mostly therapy, little bit of coaching, and I'm flip-flopping it. So Mm -hmm. I'm not taking any more therapy clients. um, And I'm only taking new coaching clients these days. So um, it's very exciting and feels much like the whole 2020 to 2021 theme of transition. Mm. Yes. Tell me more about the shift to coaching. Mm -hmm. 
Um, that has been coming for a while. Um, I would say my first experience working with a coach, I had had many experiences going to therapy um, and working with various therapists since I was a teenager. Um, just when, you know, some sort of life something would come about. And um, I think I first worked with a coach in maybe 2012. And working with her was phenomenal. Um, and I found out about a coaching program that she had gone through and kind of had it in the back of my mind. Um, so probably four years went by, uh, or it might have been five, um, before I decided, like, there's something that doesn't fit for me about therapy. And um, it was right after I got licensed, actually, that I was like, oh, I think I want to do a coaching training. <laughs> So I did my, I went through a nine month coaching training. Um, all the years run together now after 2020, I guess mm -hmm. it was during 2019 and um, finished that up in November of 2019. And um, then when the pandemic hit in March and everything kind of transitioned online, I thought, well, this is probably a really good time to switch over to coaching. And then I, um, I decided I was going to do that. And then I ended up going through a divorce and moving and my kid, like there was a shift with my kids and them staying with their dad for a while because of COVID. Um, and coaching kind of got put on hold. So I feel like I'm coming out of all of that now mm -hmm. and um, really being, I have now like the mental space to put myself, pour myself back into coaching, which I love. I love coaching. It feels just so energizing. Yes. Me. So, and that is one of the things that I could, as a person who has encountered a lot of therapy over the years, mm. I know that not all therapists are the same. Mm -hmm. right? They're not a monolith. Mm -hmm. There are many different, they bring their humanness, oh, yes. right? Mm -hmm. And then our interactions as a client to a therapist may just not match up whatever that is, value system or age mm -hmm. or like whatever you were, I don't know, I'm not a therapist, but I know that mm -hmm. sometimes there's a fit and then sometimes mm -hmm. the fit dissipates, you know, as you worked on whatever you worked on with them. So I know, but for the regular person who's like, I don't know the difference between coaching and therapy. Yeah, and no therapists have to be licensed. So what yeah. is, can you explain that world that, that, yeah. Is? So, um, there's really a lot of ways in which therapy and coaching overlaps. Yes. Um, there are, I've heard it simplified down to therapists, you know, or therapy works on the past and coaching works on the future, which is true, but there's also a lot of therapists who are helping clients move forward, you know, and work on things for their future. Um, and there's a lot of coaches that um, help their clients kind of integrate things from the past into whatever they're needing to move forward. So there is a lot of overlap. I think for me, the biggest sticking point that does not feel like a good fit is that therapy continues to be, it's structured under and was set up that way to be under a medical model. So um, it doesn't really matter who I'm working with, um, especially if I was a practitioner who took insurance, you know, um, I have to label all of my clients with a diagnosis of some oh. kind. Yeah. Um, that never felt like a fit for me because I've never heard that before. And it makes yeah, sense. I, I didn't have to do that 
um, because I only was private pay. I did not work with insurance companies for this reason. Um, but if someone is going to file with their insurance, like it's going to have a diagnosis, even if it's just adjustment disorder, because there's been a death or there's been some major life transition, but I hate the pathology of what I feel like is normal human experience. And, um, then you get into kind of like the structural regulated uh, things that have to do with a medical model. And that's the kind of notes that you take and they are, um, you know, they're considered medical records. Um, by and large, the clients that I resonated with and the clients that were coming to me weren't dealing with a mental health disorder. They weren't dealing with um, diagnosable symptoms. They were dealing with just the difficulties of being a person and trying to navigate something. Um, so it just did not feel like the work that I was doing with my clients aligned with the structure um, that is regulated for therapy. And I, I, th I do think that's shifting a little bit, um, but it's not shifting enough for me. So with my clients, we're not working on anything having to do with a mental health disorder, um, any kind of mental illness. Um, and it is very like action focused, uh, forward movement focused, goal focused. It's kind of in a nutshell, like what is it that you want for yourself and what's getting in the way? And so we do a lot of problem solving. Is that similar? Is that too much of a good, okay. good. Okay. So person who um, you're starting, it's interesting to watch you notice like who you're bringing to you. Um, but I don't want to talk about that because I want people to decide if they're like, hmm. oh, so at, at the end of the podcast, you will know all the ways that you can find Kimberly and her uh, Facebook page and all her other social media and how to be in contact. I would love to focus us in if you're ready mm -hmm. on what we're working on together. Yes. Yay, because it fits right into goal planning. Mm -hmm. All right, so we met through other coaches and ended up having conversation. And then all of a sudden, the end of the year was here. Mm -hmm. And we found a tool on the internet mm -hmm. and I posted about it. I'm like, have you ever seen this year compass thing? Yearcompass.com, you can download it, it's free. Mm -hmm. You said... Yes, I've used, didn't you use it before? No, I had not. No, oh. I've never heard of it before. I think oh. there's someone else that had used it. I had never heard of it, but I lived in Japan for two mm. solid years and loved it um, mm. and was very involved with a temple near my house. Mm. So on the front of the year in Cubis is an Enso. It's mm. like a calligraphy circle. Yes. Um, and as soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, well, I will be using this because it just, it was such symbol. a, yeah, yeah. It was just, it just uh, resonated with me. What did this, what does the symbol mean to you? Um, the symbol, I think technically in um, Buddhist philosophy, it's supposed to kind of symbolize, um, you try to draw a perfect circle in one movement and they're never perfect. So it has a lot of meaning to it. Um, it's, the circle has something to do with kind of like, the circle of life and things always kind of being in um, in flow. Um, it's never quite closed. 
Hmm. So there's some openness to it. And for me, that's like possibility. And, Hmm. you know, we never really finish Hmm. the growth or the cycles. Um, And I just love that it's, it's perfect when it's imperfect. It's never supposed to be a perfect circle. I love that because it is so what was happening right now with us Mm -hmm. and this tool and the group we made. So Mm -hmm. we formed, we decided to do this together. We're two coaches. We like this tool. Let's do it in community. We have about, I don't know, a hundred folks in there right now Mm -hmm. in the year Mm -hmm. compass with Kimberly and Shannon. You can find the group. It's private, but you, if you're interested in this later, come on Mm -hmm. in. Um, So we get into this, this process and we wanted it to be leisurely do you know people got a lot going on at the end of the year mm-hmm. we get through it we're we get into it people are joining and then what happens what was your experience with the tool um my experience with it was that well there were a couple of things I noticed for myself and for others um there was kind of, I think we had to be really clear on specifying this does not have to be done within like the first week. Three of hours. Year. Yes. Yeah. Or like, I think we started posting about it maybe December 28th and it was like, really, you guys, you don't have to have this done by new year's day. Like you're not going to ruin anything. You're not behind. Um, but there's that feeling of like, Ooh, I'm going to start it, you know, start my new year the right way. Um, so we had to specify that. And then it seemed to me for myself and others, um, that people were nervous looking back on the past year. Like they were nervous to even get started because this year has been so hard. Um, and, uh, I think a second piece of that was after going over, the difficulties of the last year and kind of allowing themselves to go back through all of that and really think about what happened. Um, it felt weird to kind of jump into like, now my goals for 2021 are, <laughs> yeah. Yes. And so there's what are you going to procrastinate on? And the, yes. There were some really, there were some difficult, what do you want most to achieve? It felt very like, ugh. Yes. Like, oh, I don't want to say because some mm-hmm. some folks, unlike me, may avoid certain goals for fear of failure, mm-hmm. or for fear of like I've not ever gotten that fifteen pounds off. I've not mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. done a big overseas trip with my child. I, I felt like it was very surface level. The goal goal setting part felt very like what would be happy, what would be nice. After, you know, talking about 2020 yes, and 2020 has been unlike any other year I've ever lived through. Yes. Yeah. The thing I liked about the, the thing that really, the exercise that got me in a good way was Mm -hmm. in a reflection of the past year, go through each, like list all Mm -hmm. the things that got done. I think I don't remember Mm -hmm. the exact thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I was looking through my calendar and I saw when it hit. And then Mm, I saw what happened to my calendar and my child's life appeared then in my day. Right. And Mm. then it got, got more and more. And then everybody started putting, and I wanted to be involved in Mm -hmm. groups talking about Dino. And then I like was and then, and then all of a sudden the dam broke on my calendar and you can see Mm. it in the moment where I cried on camera Mm. at work. 
late April. Do you know, so in that moment though, for the first time, I got to reframe it by seeing literally how the waters appeared mm. metaphorically on my calendar. And I was like, oh my gosh, well, mm -hmm. that's pretty clear. But after the dam broke, it was a lot to deal with in the change mm -hmm. and in all the swirling and trying to survive, you know, the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So for me, that process was full of compassion. I was worried. I was one of the worried people. I didn't say it because I'm like facilitating a group. Mm -hmm. But I was mm -hmm. like, okay, Shannon, let's go look. I was not worried. I was unaware, oh. which is so funny to me. I think that's something that I have learned this year more than any other year is that here I am as a therapist, you know, former therapist turned coach. And I, it's this weird conundrum that I've had trouble articulating that I feel things so deeply that I shove them all down. Mm -hmm. So it's both. It's not that I, I'm unable to feel, it's that I feel everything so much and then I just don't deal with it. So I was like, oh, let's just look back over the last year, no problem. Okay, I'm gonna go digging for all the things. I'm just gonna observe and look over my calendar. And even listening to you talk about like when everything shifted, I feel so teary about it because I didn't realize at the time what a huge, I feel teary about it even now. Mm -hmm. I did not realize what a huge shift that yeah. month was starting, you know, like this mm -hmm. move from life as I knew it to like, oh, this might be a month or so, yep. you know, ooh, it was rough. So I was honestly surprised. I went into it like my type A, like goal personality, you know, I'm just going to do my homework and get an A plus. Yep. And I was surprised at all of the emotion I felt. Yeah. It mm -hmm. also, I have friends that are still in it. They're teachers and mm -hmm. I'm a former professor, but I'm not teaching currently. Mm -hmm. um, and I think my friend said, performing normal at some yes. point cracks us all. The yes. kids, your coworkers, and especially like we know, I mean, it's a what she said project. We don't need to pretend that it's not exorbitantly affecting caregivers and mm -hmm. female identified folks. Exor like the stats on women leaving the workforce or being forced out of the workforce. Yes. Yes. Like it's just like, it's all, it's all over here. And yet mm -hmm. also innately taught to us is performing normal mm -hmm. until you don't, mm -hmm. until you cry on camera. Mm -hmm. you know or until zoom catches your naked child or partner behind mm -hmm. you or whatever it is that can bring such great mm -hmm. there's a lot going on and I don't think we're done processing it no the thing I had I don't know that you had was I'm a writer mm. I process through writing short essays mm -hmm. uh, this has been true I just I just double down on the writing and I put myself in all these writing groups and I cried until about, as I'd share work, I'd cry in the little groups that I was in until about July. And then all of a sudden, I made other people cry in a good way, hopefully not in a bad way, mm -hmm. by sharing that work. But so I was like, I didn't know it, but I set myself up to do my own love language, mm -hmm. words of affirmation. Like I set up this little process. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, I didn't know, but I was doing it for myself to try to float after the dam broke. Mm -hmm. The words were the wrath. Mm -hmm. Yep. But for some folks, they didn't have that built in. And so of course yeah. it could be like, wow. Yeah. I hired a coach 
Yep. I hired my own coach over the summer who is a grief coach actually. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So lots of end of life stuff, but, um, I think it's applicable to so much over this last year, just feelings of grief. So that's what I did for myself because mm-hmm. I needed some help. I'm so used to hearing everyone else's emotions, you yeah. know, and kind of holding that and holding space for it. But, you know, um, in my mind, like all the best therapists and coaches have their own therapists and coaches. Oh yes. We need someone else outside of us to help us process some of that. And like you said, I don't think we're done processing because it's not all over. No. And how can we possibly be done? As women, uh, that's another reason why we're talking about this in person, in public. And that's why I tell you things in person, in public to normalize it. Because the more we normalize it, the more people can, in my mind, I'm not a therapist, Mm -hmm. but we can see that, whoa, Mm -hmm. that was a huge, that was a thing we did. And to find ways that we're like, look. I hired a coach who is a visibility coach in October. So it was a birthday gift. Mm -hmm. I've had a good therapist that I've had for a few years, but I knew there was this other thing I needed because Mm -hmm. I couldn't shift my mind into new Shannon. Mm -hmm. How does Shannon become business? Yes. Yes. You know, I had artists. I knew, felt artists. I'm like, I'm an artist. I'm a writer. I do things. I make creative stuff, but I couldn't figure out the money part. Yeah. I'm still working on it. Mm -hmm. Well, a reason I try to be an open book and and talk, just be transparent and talk about, you know, what's going on with me is because um, there, I think for all helping professionals to some extent, there's this weight of what feels like an expectation that our lives are completely sorted out, that we know how to handle every single emotion, that we don't have bad days, or we just like coast through with this like very zen-like energy. And that is crushing sometimes, you know? Um, and I, I felt particularly with all the things that I was going through earlier in the year, I felt particularly crushed by it and kind of spun into this, um, imposter syndrome place. Mm -hmm. Like I've got all this stuff I've been working on and working through and how can I possibly work with anyone else? That was the worst of the Mm -hmm. thoughts. Um, so I think it's, for me, I've had to really practice tending to the belief that like my job as whether it's as a therapist or a coach is not to model some life that's very clean and packaged and, you know, everything always goes right. And I know exactly what to do, but it's to show that even when it's messy, like it can be navigated, you know, and if I don't do something well, here's how to practice some self-compassion. And I've had to learn it Same. too. Yes. Yep. 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 And this is why I bring these amazing individuals to my audiences, because mm-hmm. uh, I think you've, you and I have talked about this. Uh, sometimes we need someone just a little bit further outside. Mm-hmm. They yes. mirror something back to us that we recognize and we aspire to. Yes. You know? And, but too close is too close, right? As we're shifting, cause it may shift that relationship, you know, and that's hard to navigate for some folks. So I am introducing Kimberly to folks. Number one, I want you to meet new friends that are cool and awesome. Tell them what you call your coaching practice. I adore it. Um, I call myself the liberation coach. 
Um, I just love freedom. I love freedom. I love freedom to uh, have any kind of life I want. I love freedom from my emotions, from feeling crushed by them and overwhelmed by them. Um, I love freedom from my thoughts because I feel like there's so many of them that have not served me. Freedom from patriarchy, freedom from tradition and roles and responsibilities. So anything that someone could possibly be liberated from, like I'm all for it. This is why my creative self, I call myself the creative fairy godmother, Mm. creative midwife. That's why we just love Kimberly because we (laughs) love that just as like a, it's like an open slate. Like, Ooh, let's Mm. play. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So we're going to find out how to find you. I am going to go ahead and tell this audience to start looking for, feel free to join our year compass with Kimberly. Kimberly is going to come back. Aren't you going to come back on the podcast again? Oh, sure. Long conversation. Sure. It's evolving this new stuff. We are going to be introducing maybe some workshops and other ways to like compassionately group coaching, bring yourself into the next year where you can meet several of us, work together on these things. Yeah. Um, I, and we're looking at it being like a year long. Oh yeah. Whatever. And mm-hmm. why is a year long better than four hours on New Year's Eve? Well, yeah. Is yeah. that even a real question? <laughs> because that was mean. I couldn't get yeah. it. Yeah. I felt like it was like, support. <gasps> Always continued support. Yes. It's good. Mm-hmm. Yes. With like, we're, uh, Kimberly posted in the group last week, something like this isn't a, what'd you call it? Toxic positivity group where it's like, Oh yeah. Hmm. Like love and light and everything's, you know, if you're feeling bad then just try to feel good. No, 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 no. But we really want to share like not all tools work for all people. So we've, we're even just maybe discussing some self evaluation tools that sounded really harsh I'm a teacher I don't like that self-assessment like no I like um contextual Mm. I like thinking it's just context it's not a prescription of who you are not a diagnosis no no (laughs) not a diagnosis um and it's just for you to it's like going shopping and Mm. you get to see all these little outfits and pieces of outfits and you get to look at them all and decide like what fits for you because those assessments I mean they're not 100% and they change like we're like I am not a complete E anymore Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. maybe the number will change and my kids Hufflepuff is different I just think of it as like more context all right can we ask you three fun questions sure and then you're going to tell us how to find you Okay. okay Question number one, favorite pandemic snack. I have bought so many bags of Clancy's potato chips from Aldi. (gasps) I can't even tell you the number. It's probably somewhere for 2020. It's got to be at least 45 to 50 bags of those potato chips, at least. I'm going to take Instacart. It's just... I just, I have at least a bag every week just to sit there and I go through during the day and just grab a few. Oh, I like that too. What do you, what is your favorite beverage to go with that snack? To go with that snack? Yeah. You're eating chips. What are you going to drink with it? (sighs) I have coffee twice a day. Mm -hmm. I would say with the chips, 
it's going to be the cherry pomegranate crystal light individual mix mm-hmm. for water. Because mm-hmm. I try right. to drink more water. Yes, me too. I put it in a ball jar and it's got to be fizzy. That helps. I'm Southern. Yeah. Oh, okay. So let me ask you more question. Then I'll ask you where you are because that's just interesting mm-hmm. to know. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your self-care activity that brings you some joy in a week? So is there an activity or something you do for yourself? Um, well, I would say daily, I try to journal in the morning. And for me, journaling is writing down 10 things that I appreciate about myself or my life right now. And I try not to do too many repeats. Mm-hmm. Um, I write down a big list of all the thoughts I want to have mm-hmm. about myself or my life. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so that's daily. And then weekly I go ride my horse at least once a week, sometimes twice a week. I'm does, just learning. I've only been riding for like two years. Does your horse have a name? Yes, it's Freya. She came with the name Freya, which is like the Celtic goddess of all things, all things feminine. Yeah. She's in an eight-year-old bay quarter horse. How do you spell Freya? Um, F-R-E-Y-A. Put her down. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Where do you come? Where are you? Where are you zooming into us? I am in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Yes, ma'am, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I didn't even yes. know we made friends too. I know, I know. Mm-hmm. I ditched the accent somewhere along the way, but if I'm around my grandmother or my mom, I can come. I feel I like know. mine is heavier than it used to be, but I'm mm. on it. I'll just let it be. Me and Dolly, we'll just keep it. Yes, it's on purpose. Saint Dolly. Saint Dolly, love her. Mm-hmm. tell us how to find you how do we, where do we um so my you? website is just kimberlymathis.com okay and then i am on facebook at the liberation coach and also on instagram at dot it's the dot liberation dot coach got it and i'm going to put these in the show notes and all the other places let us thank you so much. Thank yes. you for being a part of it. Come join yes. us on this year. Compass, compass. Yes. Come play. Mm-hmm. Glad to have you in my life and in 2021. Yes. Thank you so much for being with me. Thank you. Bye. Yes. Liberation coach. Okay, so obviously uh, my voice does crazy things when I'm very excited. Really, I'm just feeling like, are y'all feeling it? Like, it's like there are choices. I wrote in a post today, back in May, when I was dealing with the fallout of my own fallout of the tears and, and just the pressure and the flood. I had a coach tell me, she was very smart, she said, all right. You can get busy freaking out, or you could get busy building. You know what? She was right. Now, I might use other words for it. I might use words like, Shannon, what do you really want to do? The answer would have been, I want to be creative all day long. And do you know what? This podcast is a part of it. So if you want to find us, you know all the ways. They'll be in the comments and notes. I'm really glad to be here with you. Uh, I have one more thing to tell you about. I have started releasing this backlog of essays. I've got about 10 years worth, y'all, that I have not been putting out in the universe because I had my mind wrong about it. And now I've changed. This is the year I released the word. So if you like, if you like how I talk, how I think, 
then go find me on Substack. It's free, shannonivy.substack.com. Uh, find us on Facebook for some coaching and some goal setting at that year compass with Kimberly and Shannon. Find Kimberly all the places because she's amazing. Uh, and keep coming back for more of these. I promise it is worth your time. And I'm grateful for it because that is a resource you can't get back, y'all. Have an amazing week. And if you can't have an amazing week, just don't be screwing up anybody else's. All right. See you soon.